This podcast is brought to you by Labyrinth Marketing, an award-winning strategic marketing and capability consultancy passionate about step change in the growth of brands and agencies by setting long-term strategy and supporting empowering the people behind the brands and business to bring these plans to life through capability programs, training, coaching, mentoring, and providing extra resource. Hello and welcome to the Whole Marketer podcast. podcast is an area of personal understanding. It's growth mindset. And shortly we'll be welcomed by today's guest, Bryony Thomas. But before we do, let me just tell you why I believe growth mindset to be so important. For me, mindset is what separates the best from the rest. And having a positive mindset and belief that you can achieve is absolutely key. This takes time, especially if you are currently not in a positive mental space or have habitually told yourself for years many limiting beliefs. You're going to have to get into the growth mindset if you want to make change and also do the work by finding the energy to take the time to grow and push through your comfort zone. Those with a growth mindset believe that their qualities, skills, abilities and situation can all be developed to allow them to grow. That through hard work, their situation can change and improve. Example of thoughts of those that have a growth mindset would be, I can't do that yet. They face into what they need to learn and do and appreciate that they can learn X in order to achieve Y. Today's guest is Bryony Thomas. Bryony is the creator of Watertight Business Thinking Methodology based on original research in 2005. She has now tested and refined the decision-making framework across 3,000 plus organizations and focused on the needs of establishing SMEs looking to grow beyond their visionary founder. Bryony, welcome to the Whole Marketer podcast. Thank you, Abby. Fantastic to be here. So as always, we always start with a big juicy question up front. And today's big juicy question is, what is growth mindset to you? Yeah, it's a it's a big one. And I think anyone in marketing, it's one of those ones you really need to think about. And for me, it's about staying curious and seeing each opportunity as a learning experience and never considering yourself the finished article. And why do you think that's so important for marketers in particular? One of the things that we see with our clients in particular, which is that sort of 10 to 20 million established and scale up SME, is that marketing is often a lever they come to later. They've formalized other areas of business and marketing perhaps is seen either as peripheral or doing the kind of coloring in the words and pictures. And in order to get to a place where marketing is seen truly as a strategic drive and sitting at the center of the organization rather than the periphery of the organization, there is so much growth for everyone to do, whether that the founder, owner, the board, and the marketer themselves. So if you're maneuvering from a peripheral role to a central strategic role, then clearly there's a lot for you to learn. But you also need to engender and ideally sit within the context of people who are open to learning with you. That makes sense. So if we're looking at how we drive that long-term commercial agenda and the importance of marketing is increasing within your organisation, it naturally means that you're going to have to adopt a growth mindset to acquire the new skills and processes and ways of working and so on. Yeah. So interestingly, I, I think the obvious answer to why sorry, growth mindset is important in marketing is that that marketing is ever-changing and you need to stay up with new things. And I think that's what people would expect me to say. And yes, that's true. But I actually think it's far more fundamental than that, which is that most organisations misunderstand marketing 
fundamentally, whether it's like the latest fad or not, or some new technique you're learning or not, that's almost a given. It's the fundamental tenet that marketing is about understanding people, tapping into that and always being open to listening because the world around you always changes. And I'm not just talking about technical changes, the kind of digital revolution that people go on about. It's so much more fundamental than that. I agree. It is more fundamental than that. And it is the people and it is the psychology because yes, we might be on a growth trajectory as a business, but for me, it's about you as a human. It's about you and what drives you and being mindful that in order to progress and move forward in this ever-changing profession that we have, we almost need to, it's almost not an optional viewpoint, we have to adopt a growth mindset and being mindful of maybe when we as humans are, are sitting in our comfort zone because our brains are designed to keep us safe and when we having to push boundaries internally but also boundaries within ourselves yeah. as well. Yes. And we often, and we're often encouraging that of our audiences as well, right? So if we're marketing a highly considered purchase, so for us, clients might go on a transformation program with us over two years, they're spending about 120 grand. You know, this isn't a see it by it moment. They're thinking about it quite significantly. And actually quite a lot of that thinking is an educative process. And so not only are you the human in order to progress, needing to stay open to learning, but you need to open the minds of your audience to be ready to learn. And you need to open the minds of your colleagues to be able to you know work with you in that as a journey I'd say it's at the heart of making it all work I think as I was listening to you there Bryony I was also thinking with the businesses that you work for there's often maybe someone more senior that's put their hand up and acknowledged that they want to kind of as you say transform marketing within their organization or it might be that lone marketer that's putting their hand up versus the person who is being forced to change that they don't necessarily want this change. And I think yeah. for me, that almost is the same, almost like when I'm training, is it's those that have put their hand up because they want to come on this course and they're passionate about owning their marketing careers and taking things to the next journey versus an open course maybe that's been put on by their employer and they're being dragged along for the ride. Yeah. Do you see that being a nuance in the work that you do as well. Oh, completely. And that's true. That's also true in all marketing. Again, mm. I take that back to what we're doing with our audiences. Active choices make loyal customers. Somebody that's forced to buy from you, forced to sit in a room with you, forced to go on a program with you, isn't really in the room, you know, psychologically. I mean, they might physically be there, but their, their head will be off somewhere else. So active choices make loyal customers. Active choices make great colleagues people have to want to be there right and and I think for me I love nothing better than than converting a cynic so that it can be done that you know there's no one falls harder than the cynic the convert is your biggest champion and so I think knowing that everybody is capable of growth and learning even if initially they might show up with a closed mind it's not a static state. You have a growth mindset, you don't have a growth mindset. No, but I think we do flex maybe between those two mindsets, depending on the task and where we are feeling yeah. emotionally within ourselves. Yeah. And I really liked what you said there about the cynic, because for me, that cynic is the person that at that moment in that time has a fixed mindset that's almost thinking yeah. either we've been here before, perhaps, here we go again, or maybe is feeling vulnerable, but having to step outside their comfort zone because they know this is going to take for them to learn new things and is feeling yeah. 
vulnerable and susceptible and you know all of those emotions that come with change you know we we, our brains are designed to keep us safe I think and for me it's that cynic maybe is the other way of the fixed mindset person at this moment and this time that in order to create change as marketers in any organization is maybe something that we need to face into not just acknowledging that growth mindset is important for marketers or for anyone for that matter if we want to grow and evolve but also facing into there will be times in which others or even ourselves individually might be the cynic or might be in that fixed mindset. Absolutely and in the Waterstack Marketing book I talk about the logic sandwich and I think often what marketers do with their external audiences is they craft great messaging, they understand that they need to invite an emotional response and bring people through, take people on that decision-making journey, but they don't exercise the same rigour with their colleagues. They just go into their colleagues and talk about the logical reasons why this should be done. And I think if we applied some of the same open-mindedness, understanding of human psychology to the way that we as marketers sell marketing internally and position change internally, then we would get a lot further. And I think it's about setting the context in the Petri dish, isn't it? So you could be a fantastic marketer in your own right, put in one context and you'll thrive, put you in another and you won't. But you can be the catalyst that changes the environment that you're in. Creating that environment, as you say, using storytelling methodology to use those same skills that we have when we're communicating to our consumer and our customers, just as we should internally to our team and get them bought into the dream and where we're going so that maybe they're more likely to remove their fixed mindset and want to come on the growth mindset. What advice would you give to those that are listening, thinking, yeah, I've got that exact situation and I'm on a change trajectory and I need to bring people on the journey with me. As somebody who has done this for and with many organisations, what advice would you give? To consider the first audience as your internal audience and that what you are marketing to them is the long-term benefit of marketing. There are various ways in which I see marketers thwart their own progress through their own almost fixed frustration. So you have marketers who almost feel like, well, I've made the logical argument. Why aren't they listening to me? And they just keep banging the same drum rather than changing the message or changing the vehicle. Even it might be the same message in a different format. And it's fascinating because externally they would test and refine and they would validate and they would try new things. But somehow internally, they think it doesn't need doing. I find it absolutely fascinating. And I also, interestingly, when I'm helping a client, we often bring in a marketing manager or a marketing director at about 18 months into a two-year program. And we often help interview. And I'm always curious to explore whether that person has a true growth mindset. And I'll get them to walk me through lessons that they've learned and changes that they've implemented and books they've recently read and habits they're working on and improving and it's fascinating because there's there's one set of people who tend to see qualifications as a badge so I'll ask them about learning experiences and generally they'll tell me about some qualification they did but almost as a tick box exercise as a here's my badge I can do it Um, rather than as permission to be curious and to ask difficult questions so I feel that in the qualifications I've done um, you know, what we are, three degrees, two books later. Do I think I'm the finished article? No. Do I think I have enough qualifications to know that I'm intelligent enough to ask the unaskable? 
Yeah. And I think there are many that think that a qualification is the ticket in, but I'm with you, Bryony, in that, as I always say, we're all works in progress. And especially in the marketing profession, it's not just a ticket in because actually the show changes all the time. And we've got to be, you know, wanting to go and explore different stages and, you know, up and coming artists and want to see the direction of travel and where we're going. And actually all of those acts and all those dangers might completely change and the way in which we do things needs to evolve and adapt as well as new approaches coming into the profession. So, you're right, it's not enough to have a ticket in. People think the qualification allows them to have the answers. And I think the best qualifications allow you to ask great questions. I agree. And it perhaps gives someone the confidence that they have the right to ask the questions. But I would say that with curiosity, I don't see enough marketers being as curious as they should be. I don't see enough kind of watching human behavior and thinking why and the psychological drivers behind why that person's doing that thing or to your point why someone internally is not buying into the idea even though I've said the same thing the same time with the same method and actually thinking about how they need to change that up to land in a way that is a learning style that's reflective or lands at a motive message that's going to create the change or done so in a forum or in an environment that's going to signal change. Yeah, and I think there's a Time Horizons piece here. So anyone who's read the Carol Dweck Growth Mindset book, good thing to read on the back of this conversation. But one of the the key things that I think really sets aside a growth mindset from a fixed mindset is around Time Horizons and the capacity for delayed gratification. I think one of the Mm. reasons that marketers particularly get fixed is because there are constantly a whole load of marketers, ironically, trying to sell us magic wands. And then people start to think that they exist. And so they've got a short time horizon, which is I'm going to try this new technique, this new fad, this new thing, and it's going to work, rather than seeing life more as a journey of incremental progress. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think what's really interlinked with that is the skill to be a visionary, the behaviour that allows you as an individual to own where you want to take this brand or business and build that vision so it's so palpable and so emotive that everyone's bought into it, but also you can see the greater place that you are going to be as a result. Because to your point, there will be delayed gratification. There will be many challenges, steps. It will take over a good period of time to get there. And I do think the whole instant gratification or that kind of staying in the here and now with that tactical thing that delivers something is interesting because I think a lot of marketeers almost have to get comfortable, not necessarily with the uncomfortable, which we do. We have to get comfortable in that we will be working on things that are one, two, three years in the progress to make the true change that we want to see. And that reward will take time. And that's tough, you know, it's tough as humans. You think about other professions, let's just take a gardener for sake of conversation. You know, the job for the day is surrounding making that garden look beautiful again. And when they leave, they have that sense of achievement at the end of the day as they look back. And I think for us, they don't come every day, every week. They may come once a month, once a quarter, 
all building up to a bigger picture. Yeah, but I think marketers have sold the idea they just go down the shop and buy flowers rather than grow their own. So I think you're right about the visionary thing. I think we need to be able to look out to the horizon, but we also need to be able to look down to our feet and know what the next steps are and understand that it's not always going to be fun. And I think people often Mm. lose focus when they get to the boring bit. And you've got to push through boring to get to brilliant. That Nobody who did their 10,000 hours enjoyed every single blink in one of them. In fact, many of them were probably gruelling. Many of them they didn't want to do and they had to tap back into the reason they were doing it and dig deep and get it done. And I, I think we're often, as marketers, or indeed, you know, health analogy is a classic, people get bored, people like the shiny thing, people think there's a magic wand or a magic pill, and they don't just do the do. Like, just dig in and do it. <laughs> day after day after day. And I think that comes back to the growth mindset, which is the person that is willing to make those small changes every day, push through the comfort zone. But as you just said, do the things that aren't maybe that motivating to them individually because it's going to allow them and unlock them to get to a better place. Yeah. And that's a real balance. And it's also, it's interesting because it's, if we look at other gurus, so let's look at someone like, if we compare Carol Dweck and Brené Brown. Mm-hmm. So Brené Brown talks about the wholehearted people and those that don't put off tomorrow's joy. And so I think we also have a generation of people who have very much with the modern psychology, positive psychology stuff kind of been sold to live in the moment. And there's this tension between live in the moment, do the new thing, it's sexy, it's fun, be creative, always explore new ideas, and the little and often, incremental, build up your time, do the work, steady, steady. There's a tension between those two things. And I've seen that tension. I've seen that tension generationally as well. I see a tension also between those that have had to do exactly that, build that proven track record, do those little changes over a three-year time span before you might move to the next role or be able to work on the next projects versus generationally those that are entering into the profession now expecting those things to come a lot quicker, but also to achieve things a lot quicker and also have grown up in an instant gratification society where with the digital world in which is innate to them as opposed to us where we've learned it are expecting well, you post yourself and you get 100 likes you know exactly as a marketer you know if i go back to early 2000s when i was doing ad campaigns for microsoft so we would plan a campaign nine months ahead. We'd buy the media slots six months ahead. Then the media would go out and then we would do kind of correlated awareness tracking. And you might get that three months after the ad ran. Yeah, now you put a thing up on Insta and, and you get 100 people going, wow, that's amazing or, or not or whatever. And so I think people have been trained into instant gratification if you measure too soon it's a false positive isn't it so you might get a load of likes on insta but that might not turn into conversations and it's conversations that matter and so the likes don't matter really and so if you measure too soon and not too far then you think the instant gratification is giving you a hit but actually long term it's doing you harm and that's why it's important to determine what the success does look like and then work backwards about how those activities that you are doing are going to get you there as opposed to doing that shiny thing that gets you the likes might not drive the dial on the perception change that you need to see in order to really unlock things. Yeah, 
And often, so going back to kind of when we help interview and identifying people who are going to be particularly change-making marketers, again, I go back to people talking about their qualifications. So interestingly, with marketing qualifications, and I know obviously, you know, you're from the Trust Institute Marketing background. I'm a fellow of the Trust Institute Marketing too. I, I have great respect for marketing qualifications. So don't misread that in what I'm about to say. But often with marketing qualifications, the case studies are not the business they're in. You know, they're like you sit a three hour exam and you use an example, which on the exam, you can make out that it went really well. Whereas in reality, you might put conceive a fantastic campaign, put it out into the world and there's tumbleweed and you have to refine and reconfigure and try it again. And you know, so you have to have the longevity. And I think marketing qualifications are often without context. And I think true growth only ever happens in context. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And as you say, you know, we've both gone through that CIM journey and are both fellows of the Chartered Institute of Marketing. And, you know, throughout those, depending on what route you went down, depends on whether you did the assignment-based route or, as you say, the examination route. But I think, for me, theory and reality are not the same thing. And this is why my proposition with Labyrinth when I initially set it up was exactly that reason. Because what I was seeing was many consultants when I was a client-side marketer coming in, setting that long-term strategy or doing some supportive strategic review, everyone would kind of go, yeah, okay, yeah, we're bought in. There'd be an off-site day where we'd all go off and get aligned to this strategy. And then those consultants would disappear and the rest of the marketing team were kind of sat there with this piece of paper going, yes, yes, I agree. Now what? Yeah. that for me was one of the original reasons why I set up Labyrinth because theory and reality are two different ball games, as you and I both know, between setting that strategy and actually making it happen. Absolutely, and the change yes. That needs to happen within an organization, the change yeah. in people, process, skills, capabilities, competencies, their own personal challenges, hence the need for mentoring and coaching and pushing through that growth mindset and all of those things that we were talking about. And I don't think enough focus is given to that when true change is trying to happen. No, and I think that's true. We can extend that into all parts of our lives, can't we? There's a difference between knowing and doing. You know, we all know we ought to do 20 minutes exercise a day. Do we all do it? Doubt it. You know, knowing and doing are two very different things. But also there's translating knowledge into know-how, which is a phrase that we use a lot with our clients. Though often you will find that a well-trained marketer can, you know, throw up a SWOT in the room. They can put together a nice analysis and present it as a report, can they actually translate that into what are they going to do to maximise those opportunities? What are they going to do to minimise those threats? There's no translation into action or they pull the wrong model for the wrong moment. Again, it just comes back to context, doesn't it? And translating something on paper into something that delivers in the business. And that has to be a journey of growth and learning because there is no other way of implementing something in the real world. I couldn't agree more. And I see this when I'm training, the want to move from something you've identified in a market to tactically how you're going to deliver that, those instant gratification pieces without that middle piece, which as you say, is how do we go, right, thank you for everything that you've analysed in that SWOT or TELS. So what are the key choices we're making, the issues and ops that we want to go after? And strategically, how are we going to unlock that? What choices are you suggesting that this business makes in order to go after those 
which markets, which segments, which target audience, which positioning, and that doesn't happen enough. And, you know, I've been training now for 14 years and I'm still training on strategy today because that seems to still be a gap, especially with the new generation of marketers coming in who are focused on maybe more of that kind of digitalization and the activation and the instant gratification and not always having that level of strategic thinking and choices before they do the doing. Anything that we do as marketers, any piece, so we're, we're doing a session a couple of weeks time on, on kind of strategic use of metrics and mm. metrics, reports, analysis, there is no point in doing any of it if it's not going to help you make a better decision. One of the things I often see, and again, I think this goes back to people doing qualifications in order to know the answer rather than in order to ask good questions, is that people get paralysed by thinking they need to get the right strategy. There are hundreds of right strategies. Just make a choice. You could do lots of things. And there's no one right answer. This isn't an exam. It's real life, which is complex and nuanced. And there are many right possible paths. It's sliding doors moments. You have to make a choice now. So given all of this, what do you want to do? I'm smiling and laughing along as, as you're talking, Brian, because I'm just thinking, she's on the box. Yes, make a choice, everyone. You heard it here. Make a choice. Don't worry about it being the right choice, but making the choice that you are focusing your energy and efforts about. Don't let it being 100% the right choice paralyze you from making a choice. You heard it here. Yeah. So here's a little exercise that I do with people in the room, and people can do it now if they're not driving. Take your index finger and pop it on the end of your nose and then close one eye and then swap to the other eye close one eye swap to the other eye your finger moves are we seeing that my viewpoint of it has correct yeah your vision so in your vision it looks like your finger's moving yeah and that's because each of your eyes has a different picture and your brain is filling in the gap and as a strategist, each report, each piece of analysis, each perspective from around the business provides one little part of the picture. There are lots of missing pieces mm. and you will never get the real picture. You get to a point where you've got enough of a picture to squint your eyes and go, right, I've got enough now. We're going to do that. I couldn't agree more. And we need to build all of those perspectives. But all of those perspectives come from not just knowing how, but the proving and the doing. I'd love to hear more around your doing with your career highs and lows, please, Bryony. Yeah, sure. Well, so one that I was thinking of that I think a number of marketers will no doubt relate to is that these days I describe myself as a recovering perfectionist, which is that I haven't for many years even attempted to reach perfection, but it's always a trap waiting for me. The, The temptation is always there. And I think the moment where I perhaps, you know, hit my rock bottom and realized that perfection was not serving me was I've been working on a new website. So we've done a brand, a new website, we'd written all the copy, it was ready to go live. And my managing partner said, great, put that live today. And I said, can I have a couple more days? Because there are a few more bits I want to get right. And he said, no, you need to put it live right now within the next half an hour. And I did, but I fought it. I really fought it. What I subsequently learned was that that was the day that the business was being valued by a potential acquirer. And so it being 80% all right, you know, 80% good meant that we got our £85 million purchase price. Whereas leaving live the 20% rubbish previous version would have meant a very different outcome. And so by having 
the bigger picture as to what was good enough, I was able to see that momentum was more important than perfection. And also, the other thing that I've reflected on over many years is almost just check your own hubris. Come on, Bri, you honestly think you can get to perfect on your own? Yeah, well done you. Nonsense. You know, the only way that we might even reach anything near perfect, which is an unreachable goal anyway, is to put it into the world and get opinions of other people. Because the day that website did go live, I got a load of feedback, of course. You know, further feedback from beyond the test group that I'd been with. Because it's never finished. Marketing's never finished. It is always evolving. So that was an example that popped into my head. There are loads, but that was a real road to Damascus moment for me, really. It was one of those, oh, right, okay, 80% done, got us 85 million. Okay, great. (laughs) It feels like a career high and a career low all in the same day. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. One of those things, isn't it, about perhaps if I'd asked better questions of my managing partner, I'm sure he would have been happy to tell me if I'd asked the right questions, I would have known the full context. And so in the next time, in the next time, I'm saying, what what are the success factors here? Because the website wasn't for the outside audience. It was for the acquiring audience. I had just never asked enough questions to realise that. Never a mistake, only a learning, Bryony. No mistake, only learning. And that is one of the key principles of a growth mindset. So that learning and curiosity and questions was the learning that you made to better yourself in your career. So preach to that. Yeah. And when we go into businesses, I've said we often recruit, sometimes there's an incumbent marketer in role. And so we go into an organisation, 10 to 20 million turnover, Marketing is the bit that they're now working on as the lever of growth to really kind of scale or stabilise or get their exit price, which is one of the key things we work on. And often there's an incumbent marketer in role. But when we're brought in to do a transformation, there will be one of two responses from an incumbent marketer. The one will be, wow, how amazing to have this team of coaches and perspectives and things that I can learn. And the business is investing in a two-year program where marketing is going to sit at the heart of the business. How incredible. What a brilliant experience for me. Or we get folded arms, like, what the heck are you doing here trying to tell me how to do my job? Cynic Um, that you were describing earlier. Yeah, well, and almost, what have you got to teach me? What could you possibly teach me? I've been in marketing myself for 20 years, don't you know? And uh, there's nothing you can teach me. So I'm not here necessarily to teach you anything, although there may be something you can learn, because we all can. What I'm really here to do is is to provide another perspective. And so, you know, they've got one eye with the finger there and I'm bringing another eye with a finger here. And between us, we get to a picture. And getting those external perspectives and asking for help is so important. And with that in mind, it's time for me to ask you the final question. With all of your wealth of experience, what one piece of advice would you give to marketers of tomorrow? So always have people around you with lots of different perspectives and don't think that any one of them is giving you the right answer. They're giving you a lens and it's your job to line those all up, squint your eyes, look at the picture and make a choice. That's great advice. And Bryony, thank you so much for your time today on the Whole Marketer podcast. Thank you for inviting me along. Thank you for tuning in to the Whole Marketeer podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please do click follow below for more weekly podcasts. The Whole Marketer book is now available in all good bookstores. And to find out more about how Labyrinth can support and step change the growth of your brand or agency, go to www.labyrinthmarketing.co.uk. Thank you.